I'm David Cross, and you may know me from my election integrity work, but I also own U.S. Asset Management, a family-owned and operated investment advisory practice. I'm a certified portfolio manager, and my job is to help you make better decisions with your money. One of the things we try to avoid is investing in companies that push the woke agenda. If you're invested with one of the big firms out there, there's a pretty good chance that you're feeding the beast that hates your values. Our company is 100% conservative, and we'd love to have an opportunity to work with you. Check us out at us-am.com and look for our big, proud American Eagle logo. Hi, welcome back to War Stories. I'm L. Todd Wood, and I'm currently in Warsaw, Poland, where we're doing some reporting on the situation on the Polish-Ukrainian border, where Poland has shut down traffic and there's miles and miles of trucks stranded trying to get equipment into Ukraine. And it's due to the Ukrainian wheat issue, which is flooding Polish markets. So uh, a big problem for the Ukrainian government. And we're going to do more on the Ukrainian war and what's happening while we're here. But I just arrived in Poland, but I left Israel and we had a fascinating discussion with Brigadier General Yossi Kuperwasser, who was a former intelligence specialist with the IDF, very senior official, ran their strategic affairs division, was the defense attache to the Israeli embassy in the U.S. So very knowledgeable guy. We're trying to get to the bottom of why the attack on October 7th happened. And Yossi is very good at giving uh, some background on that. And and really why he thinks it happened from an Israeli military's perspective. We're going to continue to dig, but this is what people in the Israeli military are telling us. We want to give you all the perspectives from all the different sides. And so this is a very important one from a senior official in Israel. I hope you enjoy the interview. Thank you. Today, Brigadier General Yossi Kuperwasser is the former head of the research division at Israeli Defense Forces Intelligence Corps and the, was the Director General of Ministry of Strategic Affairs. He served as the Central Command's intelligence officer and was an intelligence attaché to the U.S. He also is a veteran of the Yom Kippur War and the First Lebanon War. Welcome, Yossi. Thank you for coming on. Thank you for having me. So we had a good discussion in Tel Aviv recently in person, and I wanted to bring you on and, and let you kind of, you, you, you can explain it much better than I could in an article. What your thoughts are, first, let's start with, why do you think this was this happened, this October 7th attack? You talked about indoctrination and three things that you had in mind. Could you tell our audience that, please? Yeah, I think the three layers that uh, made this uh, operation come into being. First is the uh, uh, indoctrination of the, of the Palestinians by the Palestinian Authority and by Hamas, uh, one layer after the other. Uh, in textbooks, in uh, sermons, in, in uh, mosques, in uh, the, the way their leaders uh, express their views uh, that uh, inculcates in their mind a certain narrative that is all about an ongoing struggle against the existence of Israel 
that is uh, justified and that justifies all kinds of acts, including terrorism, mm -hmm. uh, in order to promote this goal of uh, annihilating Israel and replacing it by a Palestinian state, because they view the existence of Israel as some sort of an evil that has to be uh, uh, taken care of, um, so mm -hmm. that uh, uh, that uh, everything good is going to happen again. And, uh, and in this context, some of it is, is uh, also uh, is radical Islamism that comes into the into the play, uh, that uh, justifies these horrific acts that uh, we saw on October seventh. It's uh, only people that have um, their mind deeply uh, 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 washed by by this uh, propaganda. And uh, these beliefs can can be so joyful and uh, full with glee when they uh, kill and murder uh, innocent people. That's uh, that's yeah. amazing how something like that can happen. And uh, people that they don't know, I mean, not that can that anybody can understand other kinds of murder, but uh, this kind of murder is just way beyond the, the murder where there is a, some sort of uh, reason behind it. Mm -hmm. uh, and the, the way they treated the, the, the uh, victims is, is really outrageous and, and, and unacceptable. And anybody who saw the, the uh, video of the atrocities that happened on that day understand that, uh, you know, the, I, I had an opportunity to see the 47 minutes uh, video that uh, was produced by the uh, IDF. And... Uh, and the, the way that they cheer and uh, so exhilarated with what they what, what what they've done is tells you something tells you a fortune about the, the way they were brought up, and it's mm -hmm. uh, and this is important to understand because it's not only them, not only the people that are members of the Hamas uh, elite unit, the Nukba that carried out the attack that are under this kind of uh, state of mind. It's the the majority of the Palestinian people. They all are products of this uh, brainwashing. This hate indoctrination. And do you think that's also happening outside of Israel and like in the US and in the West on the college campuses, etc.? Because we're seeing a yes, lot of that yes. similar. Yeah. Not maybe not to the to the same extent. Maybe not to the mm -hmm. same extent because they're not exposed to an education system that works like that. But some of the sermons in the in the mosques are very similar and they get their information and the way they are brought up is affected by what they see on the social media. And they watch a lot of uh, Al Jazeera and, uh, and other uh, social media that uh, uh, brings them to the same place. Mm -hmm. And we, we all saw what happens on, uh, on the streets of uh, London and, uh, and uh, any major Western city. It's, mm -hmm. uh, many of them are exposed to the same messages. And uh, this is terrible because we, we are in the midst of... Uh, confronting something that is much bigger than just the, the outcome of the uh, attack. Mm -hmm. Of course, this builds uh, some sort of a psychological infrastructure in the minds of these people that when you are told to go and carry out the attack after you have all this uh, infrastructure, it's obvious for you that you are doing something very good. And mm -hmm. we saw how this uh, we had this phone conversation between uh, one of the perpetrators of the atrocities and his parents, uh, when mm -hmm. he boasts on uh, how oh, I killed ten Jews, I killed ten mm -hmm. Jews, he's so uh, so happy, and his parents are proud of him. Uh, they worry about him, but they are proud of him. 
And uh, that's that's the uh, state of mind of so many people. It's uh, it's amazing how difficult uh, coping with this is going to be. The second layer uh, that enabled them to do that was the operational uh, readiness that they have built throughout the years for carrying out this uh, this operation, mm-hmm. and they managed to to put us asleep. Uh, on the strategic level, believing that they are, have no intention to do something like that and have no capability to, to do something like that. And on the operational level, that we, even though we knew that they have a plan like that, we decided to ignore the fact that they have a plan like that because of all kinds of uh, justifications we gave to ourselves why we shouldn't worry about a plan like that. So that and came out were, in the New York, New York Times today that the Israeli intelligence had known for about a year of the plan, but not yeah. the time and date. Well, we knew the plan, but we didn't take it into consideration. We said we gave to ourselves all kinds of uh, excuses why this plan is not going to be implemented. And uh, they don't have the capability. They are now deterred. They don't have the capability to carry out such a comp- uh, complicated attack. And uh, <laughs> when you look at it now, you, you ask yourself, how, how could we do such a mistake? But uh, mm-hmm. how could we make a mistake? But yes, it's, uh, we, we, we made it. <laughs> Unbelievably. And one of the reasons we, we made this mistake was that uh, they invested a lot in, uh, on the one hand, showing off with their plan. And on the mm-hmm. other hand, trying to put us asleep, uh, making us believe that uh, all they want is to care about their living conditions in, in Gaza, to improve them, to have... Uh, more uh, workers uh, with permits to work in Israel, uh, to have money from Qatar, and uh, these kind of things. Of course, this mm-hmm. led us to believe that with, with our Western mind, we imposed our Western thinking on, on our uh, extreme uh, fanatic uh, Muslim mind of the Palestinians living in Gaza, and thought, mm-hmm. oh, sure, of course, uh, just give them uh, more opportunities to have better life. and. Uh, and uh, you guarantee yourself uh, a quiet uh, period at home, and every, to the extent that everybody and the, and the military and the intelligence went went to sleep, <laughs> went mm-hmm. to, to uh, vacations around. Fortunately, they took the vacations inside Israel, not abroad. And, uh, but th- this was uh, amazing, and, and uh, also in this context was their uh, uh, very wise. Uh, field security, the way they protected mm-hmm. their information. We were not able to, to know on the night before that this is what's going to happen. We didn't have mm-hmm. the information. That, uh, this is another failure of the intelligence and success of uh, Hamas. And the, and the third layer is the strategic layer. Uh, why do it now? I mean, they planned it mm-hmm. for, for a couple of years now. and uh, They had the plan ready last year and uh, when we look at the, the papers they left behind, the order of the plan is from October 22, October 2022. Mm. Uh, so the, the plan was there for a long, for a relatively long time, and probably they needed uh, to finish the operational pre- uh, preparedness before they carried it out. So this was an operational consideration. But also there was a strategic consideration because their feeling was that they are getting stronger and stronger while the West is getting weaker and weaker. They, I mean, the entire uh, radical uh, axis. You know, Hamas belongs to two radical axes simultaneously. They are part of the Iran-led radical axis uh, that's called uh, the Mukawama axis, as they call it, the resistance, which is uh, against the existence of Israel. They resist the existence of Israel and they resist 
the existing world order where the United States and the West are predominant in depicting the, the kind of world order we have. So they resist all of that. And uh, at the same time, Hamas is a part of the Muslim Brotherhood axis, supported by Qatar and uh, Turkey on the other side. So uh, they saw how those axes are gaining power, uh, especially the Iran-led axis, mm -hmm. while the West is uh, showing uh, terrible weakness. And uh, they believe that the time is ripe because of that uh, to carry out uh, an operation that would further strengthen the radical axis. On top of that, they thought that uh, Israel is very weak. The, its relations with the United States are strained. Uh, the, there was uh, an inner uh, rift in, inside Israel that tore apart the Israeli society mm -hmm. uh, to the extent that some people said, oh, we are not going to serve in the military if something happens. And uh, as a service. And, uh, and there was this uh, ongoing... Uh, uh, th threats upon Israel from, from the north, from Hezbollah, to the, to the point that Israel, on October 22, the same time when they uh, uh, initiated the, the plan, wrote the plan, uh, Israel gave up its, uh, what, its uh, so sovereign water, part of its what it claimed to be its sovereign water, to, uh, to uh, Lebanon, uh, mm -hmm. just because Hezbollah threatened to carry out an attack on uh, a uh, gas facility. That's uh, that's for them was a sign that who only very weak countries give up uh, areas that right. they claim sovereignty. And, uh, and uh, has there been any? Has there been any like may a couple may a culpa from the division in the society that we're saying we're not going to serve in the military? Has there been any acknowledgement that maybe that was the wrong no, thing no, to no, say? No, 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 wasn't, and we we decided to put that aside for the time being and not discuss it. Mm -hmm. uh, because they claim that the, the uh, blame should be on the minister, on the prime minister, and the, and the mm -hmm. government that initiated the judicial reform, and this, mm -hmm. this led them to take this action because they, well, it's, it's in a, Israel inner politics, but uh, yeah, doesn't yeah. matter. I'm, still, I'm looking at it from the point of view of the of uh, Hamas, they were mm -hmm. looking at us, uh, not only them, Hezbollah and Iran were looking at us and saying, there's an inner rift in Israel, it doesn't matter where it started from, mm -hmm. who's, who's to blame, doesn't matter. Yeah. But the, the, from their point of view, what's important is that there is, there is this uh, problem inside Israel, which weakens Israel. And uh, we know that uh, the intelligence in Israel did warn the, the government about the implications of this inner rift. But, mm -hmm. uh, but it's not only that. As I said, vis-a-vis uh, -vis Hezbollah, we showed the weakness and the, 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 following the, the gas deal, there was a lot of uh, provocations. There were a lot of provocations coming from uh, Hezbollah along the border and inside Israel. And Israel didn't answer uh, in, in an appropriate manner. And, uh, and there was ongoing uh, growth in the terrorism in the Judea and Samaria area. And... Uh, and Israel did do some things, but not something that was really impactful on, uh, on the terrorism over there that mm -hmm. was sponsored by Hamas and Iran. Uh, so uh, the entire picture was of a weak Israel. And, uh, and on top of that, they were worried that Israel and the United States understand this uh, weakness uh, is dangerous mm -hmm. and are trying to do something about it. And they wanted to prevent that. And uh, the thing that uh, Israel and the United States were trying to do was to promote normalizations, normalization between Israel and uh, Saudi Arabia. Mm -hmm. And uh, they were worried that if something like that's going to happen, 
the Palestinian issue is going to be marginalized uh, and maybe even forgotten. So that uh, was another reason on the strategic level to carry out the attack and the specific timing. Of course, the specific specific timing was probably also chosen because this was a holiday in Israel. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and as I said, everybody went to sleep. Yeah. Uh, so uh, they, they took advantage of all these weaknesses and, uh, and of their uh, psychological readiness and their operational readiness and carried out the attack and caused a very big damage to, to Israel's self-confidence. They, they mm -hmm. believed that uh, Israel's self-confidence is going to be hurt so deeply that they will be able to change the equation, as they call it, they will be able to force Israel to release from jail all the Palestinian terrorists that are arrested in Israel, thousands of them. Mm -hmm. uh, they would believe that this will bring about uh, the lifting of the uh, what they call the siege of Israel over Gaza, and uh, and they believe that uh, this will harm dramatically the the, the sense of security of the uh, of the Israelis to the extent that if they repeat it several times, Israel is going to collapse. That was mm -hmm. uh, their their view. This was the change of the equation, and uh, that uh, that was their big mistake. Uh, they didn't realize that out of this weakness that we were in, uh, we can still have uh, the ability to unite. We can still have the ability to mend the, all the tensions between us and the Americans and bring the Americans to stand on our side. And uh, we still have the, the, the force that we always had, which is the IDF, even though mm -hmm. it was caught off guard mm -hmm. uh, on, on October 7th. It was uh, on October 8th. It was already on, on the field. And uh, we still have uh, good intelligence, other issues, but early warning. And we still have good uh, air force, uh, very capable air force. And we even have good ground forces. That, that was a questionable issue. Uh, they were maybe also affected by uh, some of our generals uh, criticizing the ability of the ground forces. So they, they thought what we are going to do is uh, some, okay, we are going to suffer a heavy reaction from the air by the Israelis, uh, maybe even a sm some limited ground offensive, and, uh, and that's it. And we'll uh, reach an agreement that would uh, uh, be the, the implementation of this uh, change in the equation. Uh, because we shall remain uh, the, those who control Gaza. They, they, they were convinced that Israel doesn't want to control Gaza, doesn't want to uproot Hamas from Gaza, because who's going, who's going to be ready in Israel to pay the price that uh, such an operation goes with? And who in Israel wants to be in charge of Gaza? Nobody, not only in Israel, nobody in the world wants to be in, in charge of Gaza. Mm -hmm. So uh, mm -hmm. that's why they believe Israel is going to take the same attitude that it took in previous uh, rounds of uh, atrocities with, uh, with Hamas and uh, hit it heavily, but uh, let it stay in power. When yeah. we adopted the goals of the war and we said, okay, our goals are first defeat Hamas in Gaza to the point that it doesn't have the, any military capability and doesn't uh, have the capability to rule Gaza. And when we said the second goal is uh, release the hostages, through putting pressure on Hamas, not through giving them the, host, the prisoners. Mm -hmm. And uh, when we said that the third issue that we fight for is create such a condition in Gaza that Gaza will never become again a threat to, to Israel, 
this was a big, very big surprise for them. And especially to, the surprise was even bigger when they saw that the United States all of a sudden stands with Israel and uh, supports it. The Americans did it first of all because we have the common values and the common interest. And they, they want to show solidarity because they care about Israel and they are real friends. But also because they understood that uh, it's not only about Israel, it's about the security of the entire world, and including that, that of the United States. It's about the regional order, it's about the global order, and it's about the security of the United States. I started a quick message on how to protect your family. We all know the next big one is coming. They're masking everybody up, and they just approved the new vaccines, testing them only on 20 mice. Yes, it's a joke, literally. The medical establishment is not to be trusted until things change. So how do you protect your family? If you go to twc.help forward slash CDM, you can see their new emergency medical kit. It has a group of medications that will protect your family in most emergencies medically. Anything from a tick bite to the new COVID to bubonic plague and other things like that. So go to twc.help forward slash CDM, use promo code CDM, and you'll get a 10% discount. The kit basically covers one adult, so you may need to buy more. twc.health forward slash CDM. Thank you. And that's why uh, the Americans of some changed their uh, attitude as well. And th that was totally unexpected by the by Hamas in my mind. Ever since then, they are putting an awful um, effort to, to uh, uh, convince the Americans to stop supporting Israel. That's the that's the name of the game. They believe that if they manage to convince Americans to stop supporting Israel, then Israel will not be able to stick to those uh, pretentious uh, goals of the war and will have to be satisfied with something much less. That is the uh, what uh, drives them. And they, they believe that the pose that was uh, in place uh, in the last week uh, could have turned into a ceasefire and could have turned into the end of the war. But uh, they, they, in my mind, don't understand how strong is the pressure from the Israeli public and the government to finish the job. Uh, and they don't understand how, to what extent the American administration understands that if, they, if Israel doesn't finish the job, the repercussions on uh, American security and American interests is going to be so devastating that uh, and, uh, it's going to play so much into the hands of uh, Iran and its proxies that... Uh, the Americans cannot change their uh, attitude all of a sudden. You mentioned that uh, there was a lack of human intelligence, you think, also, uh, due to just lack of uh, development of that capability over the, in the recent past, correct? Yes, definitely. I'm, I'm saying to myself, 3,000 people, maybe 4,000 people uh, on, on the Palestinian side participated in this attack. Mm -hmm. How come none of these was uh, working for the Israeli intelligence and able to tell the Israeli intelligence, look, uh, tonight, <laughs> and this is the plan. And, mm -hmm. uh, and no, nobody, uh, nobody on the higher echelon was there, uh, and nobody on the lower echelons uh, was able to give the, even a part of the plan. That's, I am going mm -hmm. now to carry out this attack. It's, uh, mm -hmm. This is a major intelligence failure from the collection point of view, and, but the, the, there are so many intelligence failures here uh, that uh, it's really devastating. So let's but at least switch. The academics are going to have stuff to study in the next 50 years. Yeah, true. Um, war colleges. So mm -hmm. 
let's talk about the North a little bit. What do you, there's a problem in the North, there's capability in Lebanon that threatens Israel, it needs to be dealt with. What is, what is the future hold? Well, Hezbollah and Iran are watching what's happening in uh, in Gaza. They claim that they were not in the in the loop when it comes to the at least to the date of the attack. They were not part of the decision making about the date. They might have known about the training, about the plan in general. I mean, we should have known it about we should know, we should have known about it as well. It was public to to a large extent, but uh, but they didn't know about the date, and they were surprised. And uh, now they have to show solidarity with Hamas because they too didn't uh, believe that Israel is going to take upon itself such far-reaching goals. And they want to make sure that Israel is uh, giving up this idea of putting Hamas and uh, uh, is satisfied with something much uh, less than that. Mm-hmm. And uh, what we see in the north is an effort of, of uh, Hezbollah on behalf of the Iranians to show the Americans the war can be widened into a regional war to show the Israelis that they need to spend some of their resources on confronting the north so they would have less forces for doing what they want to do in the, in, in Gaza. And uh, to show the uh, Iranians, the, for Hezbollah, it's also important to show the Iranians that they are a very valuable and worthy proxy that uh, should be invested in. And, uh, so all these uh, calculations go into Hezbollah Nasrallah's mind when he decides to take action and uh, to attack Israel. He knows that he can, since Israel is so preoccupied with what's happening in Gaza, Israel is not going to carry out a major attack against him at uh, this point of time, as long as he keeps his uh, escalation to a level that Israel can tolerate. And, and just to react to in a, in a quick, uh, quick for, for quo uh, situation where whatever you do, we can do also. We can do a little bit more maybe, but, uh, but not to a way that will force you to start a wide-scale war. So both sides are playing this, uh, this game until now. Uh, and then today we have uh, resumed the, the operation in Gaza. So the, after a couple of days of quiet on the north, the Hezbollah started the, his uh, exact same way of action again. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but we know that if we get to the point where, where Hamas is really under the threat of elim- being eliminated, Hamas, Hezbollah and Iran are going to be in a very difficult position. Would they let it happen or would they intervene through Hezbollah, not necessarily Iran itself? Would they intervene in a much uh, bigger manner? Uh, uh, They have not decided yet, in my mind. Uh, They are going to discuss this matter throughout the the war and uh, decide what is the best way to to handle it. Because on the one hand, they really are worried about the possibility that uh, Hamas is going to be uprooted, because this means the exact opposite of what Hamas meant in the beginning. It's, it's a change in the equation, but in the wrong direction from Iran's point of view. This would mean a weakening of the uh, Iran-led axis that may put Hezbollah in danger, that may put Iran in danger. So they would uh, be worried about that, and they would really want uh, Hamas to stay in power in Gaza. On the other hand, if they uh, initiate something bigger, Israel is there. And we, most of our power is not used in Gaza because we don't need the air force in Gaza that much. 
but uh, we have a lot of power vis-a-vis Hezbollah, and we can uh, cause a lot of damage to Hezbollah. And uh, if Hezbollah is, uh, if, if they give us the excuse, we should probably do that. And uh, that's very dangerous for, for the Iranians. Maybe the best thing for the Iranians is to keep at least Hezbollah un, uh, unharmed, because they need Hezbollah mm-hmm. in order to deter us from attacking Iran itself. Uh, yeah, especially so, if Hamas is eliminated from Gaza. Especially if yeah. Hamas is eliminated. So that's uh, this is the kind of uh, considerations that are going on, that are going through the Iranian and Hezbollah mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, and of course, on top of that, there is the uh, famous don't of uh, President Biden, uh, who is telling them that if they do that, uh, it's not only Israel, maybe the United States is going to intervene as well. Mm-hmm. So they, uh, so far, they have found a way to, to operate uh, through the Houthis, through Hezbollah, through uh, the Iraqi militias that are loyal to them. Uh, all of them are orchestrated by Iran in a game that is there in order to threaten uh, the United States, especially Biden, President Biden, that there is a possibility of a widening of the war. So what you need to do, and if you want to avoid it, tell the Israelis to stop. Allow Hamas to, to stay in power. And of course, Israel is not going to allow that to happen. And the United States, for the time being, stands with Israel, a little bit tying its hands, but uh, Mm -hmm. by and large, stands with Israel. Well, thank you. Is there anything else our audience should know about uh, the situation on the ground in Israel? Fortune, but uh, (laughs) we have to think sometimes. Yes, of course. You know, I think what's really impressive is the, the the unity and the, the uh, power with which the Israeli public demands the government to uh, keep going until Hamas is destroyed in Gaza. Mm-hmm. That's a very important element in, in, the, uh, in the way the war is being fought. And uh, people don't understand how strong is this uh, unity of the Israeli public. Yeah, I've, I've noticed underneath, the, the, underneath this yeah. unity, there are still the old rifts that are still there. But uh, mm-hmm. on the surface, this clear unity. And you see it with the with the way the, the Israeli army, the, the the army itself is fighting in uh, in Gaza. It's uh, it's a show of strength and of unity. It's uh, it's amazing. Let me ask you one more question. Women in combat is an issue uh, in the U.S. Uh, there's been a lot of women in the IDF involved in this execution and or the the prosecution of this effort in Gaza. Do you want, can you talk about that a little bit for the American public, how Israeli women are involved in the armed forces on the ground, in ground troops? Well, yes, Israeli, for, Israeli women are involved in, in ground troops in Israel uh, quite a lot. Mm-hmm. Less so in the, in the units that are now fighting in, in, in Gaza itself. But mm-hmm. uh, on the 7th of October, Israeli women fought and fought fiercely and fought uh, miraculously and uh, with a lot of heroism and bravery. Mm-hmm. And, uh, they carried out some unbelievable tasks. They were actually fighting, killing the enemy. Um, some of them were, were hurt and killed. And uh, this was really a show force of uh, what... There's no difference between a woman soldier and, uh, and a man soldier. And... Uh, and of course, the observers uh, did a lot of jobs uh, on that day and before it. And mm-hmm. uh, just so so happened that we have a, a battalion with women, uh, an armored battalion with women that is deployed just south of the uh, 
south of the Gaza Strip, and uh, that was called upon when the atrocities began, and uh, came with their tanks and saved uh, some uh, communities and uh, caused a lot of damage to the enemy. And you look at those women and say, well, women should be allowed to do any any position mm-hmm. in the military. And in some positions, they are even better than, than men. In some positions, they are not uh, as good. In some positions, they are better. Uh, mm. Talking about when it comes to intelligence. In intelligence, women are... They have this, uh, you know, empathy. The ability of to, to show empathy to the, to the situation and to understand what they're going, what they're seeing. So, two of the major uh, stories about the early warning that was given and was uh, not uh, listened to are uh, about women. The, the observers were saying, "Look, something is cooking. Something is happening. Something strange is. We have to be on alert." And uh, Unfortunately, mm-hmm. the commander told them, according to the press reports, I don't know if it's true, uh, that uh, don't bother me. <laughs> yeah, or you'll go to jail, is what he said. Or yeah. you go to jail, yes. And, uh, yeah. and the other story is uh, of uh, two uh, ladies, uh, soldiers, uh, women soldiers in the collection unit, in the unit A200, the famous unit A200, the famous uh, lady called V who uh, started uh, some uh, exchange on, uh, on, on the mail with mm-hmm. one of the key officers and told him, look, there is this plan and uh, they are planning and they are getting prepared to carry it out. And it's a very wide plan. And, uh, and he told her, uh, according to the press reports, again, again, I don't know to what extent this is the entire picture, but uh, according to these press reports, he told her, uh, you are exaggerating. Uh, they cannot do. They cannot do something like that. We we shouldn't pay attention to to what you're saying. Mm. Uh, so again, ladies in the intelligence, uh, they play a very important role. But all all over the place, it's, uh, we have ladies that are pilots. We have ladies in every in every place, mm. and uh, that, that that is the beautiful hour of the of the ladies in Israel, in the, in the military. Yossi, thank you. I want to have you back on as this develops, because I think this will be going on for some time. So uh, thank you for your time today. I appreciate it. Yeah, this is going to be a long war. Thank you. Thank you.